is Music Farmer. My name is Ben Grimm. That truly is my name. Had a pretty good Halloween. Had a bit of a Stranger Things theme going on around the house. Put some Eggos in my diet. It was awesome. Fun. Did some trick-or-treaters on Monday just to take advantage of the fog machine, laser machine setups I had for the Halloween party for trick-or-treaters. And there seems to be some kind of breakdown in communication when parents send their kids out before they go trick-or-treating because there's one, only one thing you have to do to get candy from a stranger, which is say trick-or-treat. That's all you got to do. And some kids seem to have not gotten this memo or been told this for trick-or-treating. That's all you got to do, trick-or-treat, to get candy. But the kids I get at my door just stick their bag out and don't say anything and just expect the candy. Not quite how the exchange of goods and services works on Halloween, kids. Trick or treat, then you get the candy. However, for next Halloween, I've already decided, everyone gets an ice-cold Mountain Dew! So, the guest on this episode 18 is Tracy Schultz. He is a guy that works at Co-op Radio, um, does some stuff at KUT, and works at ACL Live. I've got that interview here, let's go to that now. Well, I've got Tracy Schultz on Music Farmer, and thank you for coming. Oh, was uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much. was totally out of the blue when I contacted you. It was just up late at night on Facebook and uh, just kind of just a little last second. Like, hey, you know, I. it's kind of your Facebook feed that, that, that did it, actually, because you're just always right there in front of my face. And, you know, you're a man about town and uh, a radio hustler. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Local music supporter, promoter. Yeah. It, it, it's funny. It's like uh, since, well, I guess right around uh, South By, uh, somebody uh, had had somebody come up and say, hey, uh, we don't know each other that well, but we know each other on Facebook. And, and I was like, going, oh, yeah, I guess after all this that time. Weird, that weird relationship, yeah. I, I guess after all this time, it, it just finally started to seek in. It's like that, this little thing. It's like where I'm like tagging and sharing, and I was like kind of, I was like, this is interesting to me, and I'll like read it up a little bit more later and just kind of go back through my own feed and read stuff that I don't have time to. Uh, other people see it. <laughs> and so I was like going, oh, okay. Oh, so that's how that works. It's like that social media whatever. And uh, so it's like it's it uh, it but it it it's uh, it, I've had a I'm starting to feel a little bit more comfortable. It's like with folks saying it's like yeah yeah it's like read your stuff. It's like on Facebook and it's like oh, okay cool. I I I uh, I think uh, you help me you help keep me abreast of the news because you're always <laughs> yeah you're always posting the news related topics and stuff like that. So that keeps me on top of that. Yeah, if more so than anyone any other my other friends. If, if it's something that is like kind of newsy that I that I like, or, or something that uh, kind of like speaks to me a little bit, is like I'd share it. Or, or if it's like Austin related, like um, somebody is, is opening a new place, or another place is closing, or a band is like doing an album release show, I'd be like, oh, cool! It's like I'm really happy for them. And and and, and it's mainly honestly, I would just it's like that, say like going, oh, this is so great! More people ought to see this. And so. I I I haven't gone across it as like as anything like a, uh, uh, with a methodology or anything like that, it, which is funny because when I was working at uh, one of my last one of the last places I was working at, it's like uh, everybody was trying very hard <laughs> to it's like how do we make something viral? How do we how do we do this oh, social yeah. media thing and get and get the word out there and and be be cool and. And have people share it and and give drive a bunch of attention to us and stuff like how would how do we do that on purpose? And I've I've never heard of anybody that had a, an actual answer for it. It's like, but it it just seems like it kind of happens on its own. And and but yeah, I, I and that hasn't happened with me for the the podcast yet. But I also <laughs> I don't force. I also I just like I'm really bad at the social media stuff, and I just I avoid it, and I don't do yeah. I just you know I just can't. I don't post on every day. If you have a lot of time in your hands, <laughs> right? And I and it, and I gotta say, it's like it, it it borders on a little bit of an addiction. It's like you know, it's like whenever I have like five minutes, or it's like you know, like I just I kind of go to my phone as a crutch and it's like and scroll through and see. It's like all right, what's well, like fear of missing out or whatever. 
as it's like, it's like uh, kind of just thump, thump through the news feeds and see see what's out there. But, so uh, you did say when I answered the door, you said nice to see you. So you, do you remember? <laughs> do you remember talking to me on the set of My All American? Do you remember that? That's what uh, we met then. Th- thanks for the reminder on that because it was like one of those things. It's like where all right, because there's a group of friends. It's like that are online that are fr- or friends and fans of. Uh, the Dudley and Bob show and KLBJ. And so I was thinking that maybe it's like that. That's how we came across at that point. But my all American. Oh, thank you for saying that. Uh, that was fun. Uh, that was really fun. It's like, I got to, to, to be an extra as a photographer and uh, that was kind of cool. And it's like you get to run up and down. It's like the uh, oh, you're like a reporter on the sideline. Yes. Okay. I, yes. I didn't have the actual camera. It's like somebody else had a camera because they had, uh, old school flash bulbs that they had made to a special order uh, just so they could film some of those scenes. And they would tell like the photographers, it's like, yeah, don't flash those unless you absolutely have to, because it's like, they cost like five bucks a pop. <laughs> and we wow. only, we only have so many, so many of those, but yeah, it's like running up and down. It's like the sidelines as a reporter for my all American. That was pretty fun. That was kind of cool. Uh, have you seen the movie? I have. Oh, what did you think? It's like I ha- I have yet to actually see the film. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. No, I, haven't I, seen I it liked though. it, and it was uh, you know I got a little emotional. Yeah. And I felt like it was some parts were a little forced, but uh, and I think my mom even was like, maybe she thought some she think she saw some inaccuracies in there, like historical inaccuracies. I can't uh. recall what she said, but maybe one or two things. But I think they, I think they pretty got the movie right. Well, I I got the impression that it's like it's, it's a it's a it's a really uh, a good feel good film for a lot of folks. It's like especially folks who remember that time. It's like in South Texas, Austin, UT, and all that. And so it's like I, I, and plus you know it has Aaron Eckhart in it, and it's like you know, it's like uh, he he doesn't uh, it, it has to be pretty decent. So it's, I got just haven't gotten around to actually catching it. Uh, uh, but uh, but I I do need to see that one. Uh, that premiered i think about a year ago at uh, this time i think if i remember right it's like in like uh, yeah a little under a year yeah it's like 2015 but it's on netflix oh. oh very cool very cool uh did you uh do uh other movie stuff it's like uh after my all-american i did um i was on laser team i did some laser team stuff for a few days and uh hmm drawing a blank what else i what else happened recently? I was not on. I did not work on. Everybody wants some, but we can. We uh, can. But I was. I was going to ask you about this later. We can just talk about this stuff now. I was going to ask yeah. you about, uh, you know, your, uh, like, you know, what stuff you've been getting cast in because I know you you do quite a bit of film work, right? Well, I I, I uh, ought to be doing more now. It's like because it's like I got another lull spot. It's like where and that's kind of how it started was. Um, I was uh, working part time. I ended up like with a couple of days free. Uh, when I first moved to town in two thousand and nine, that was part of it. It's like going, ah, it's like while you're here in Austin, it's like they do a lot of filming and stuff. It's like uh, go out there and do some stuff, and it's like see, it's like you know if you can get a be an actor, get cast in something, and and things like that. And and I, I guess it's like you know I kind of waited around until like maybe two thousand fourteen before I started doing some odds and ends and ends up being like a, a social thing where he's like hanging out with your friends on set it's like you know oh we get to play dress up it's like a soldiers today and then uh, it's like uh, we uh have to march across this field and then we sit down it's like for three hours and we get to eat lunch and mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you just have to be around but you got uh you got fed well and you got to hang out with like some people and you kind of play around on your phone it's like and, uh yeah and so it's like being an extra is kind of cool so I got a chance to like to do a few things. Um, Have I, you been auditioning for parts, or you're just taking, you're just kind of getting, falling into like featured background extra roles? Uh, featured backgrounds like just kind of happened that way. I, uh, th- a friend of mine who did extra work, kind of split off and did her, uh, kind of setting herself up as like as a casting agent. I was like an independent casting agent. She likes me, and she wants to put me in like and stuff. Um, has a few headshots, but I have, it's been a while. And, and I guess it's like part of it is that uh, we've had kind of like a, a rise and fall, it's like with the uh, uh, film scene here, 
over the past it's like a few months where we did get the sun which was the pierce brosnan it's like a tv show yeah i just uh, saw a teaser pilot. for that on hbo that's gonna be an hbo thing yeah it should be amc I, I think it just wrapped up. It's like uh, recently. It's okay. like uh, for for its and and it's like nowhere. It's like but I I get the impression that it's kind of like a long mini series. It's like a a, a one season thing. Uh, but uh, we had that. We've had Rooster Teeth stuff. It's like because they're always like looking for people and doing things. But outside of that, we haven't had a whole lot of regular uh, consistent things. There's other productions that are coming up. It's like we just had Battle Angel Alita. Uh, Robert Rodriguez started off at the beginning of October. Um, they've been doing a lot of casting for that. It's like every couple of days for extras for that. Um, and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, that's kind of like a little bit of, uh, of a way in, in some respects. It's like if you do like Rooster Teeth or you do a Robert Rodriguez thing and it's like, and he likes you, the story goes, it's like that they uh, bring you back for a bunch of stuff. And it's like, and they kind of stay loyal. It's like to the folks that they like. And, yeah. And so if that works out, it's like, then uh, there you go. And it's like, uh, it's like on to fame and glory. <laughs> 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 I don't know, but it's like, at least it's a way to kind of like, uh, kind of make a way at it. I, I never really thought about going to schools, like, and actually learning and having to like to actually, uh, do all the things is like a what a what a real actor probably should be doing. Right. Yeah. It's so. all for like everything I've done. It's just kind of fallen in my lap and just yeah. kind of been in well, fallen in my lap because I also work at Zach Theater. So oh, perfect. Not as an actor, but um, bartender. But so yeah, that's kind of just been there. So I'm you know one you know small you know one toe in that world. Yeah, and I, I've been fortunate enough to go out to a couple times to say to to Zach to see a couple of things. It's like uh, uh, that they've had uh, like uh, uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert. Uh, like yeah, that just wrapped up. Buyer and Seller was really great. I thought that was pretty cool. They uh, usually come on. So I saw you did a little uh, interview for One Man Two Governors. I saw that little yeah. short clip on on Facebook, and I must have missed you that night. Do you usually come for the pre- preview, like opening, like the f- first well a f- preview a, f- a friend at the radio station at co-op radio it's like it was she has the show right before me called uh, uh, uh lights camera or i should say off stage and on the air and uh it's uh it's all about broadway and the and and uh news about the new york and and broadway scenes but they also cover a lot of local stuff and so she's been nice uh, ex- uh really you really plus nice. one as being as like a plus one, it's like for okay. some of this, and so it's like I got to see some shows. It's like that I probably wouldn't be able to otherwise, and and it's and it's and it's kind of nice, you know. It's like like the Zach Theater is we're we're really lucky, and that's a place that has had a lot of folks come through that's gone on to great things, and so just being able to have that in this town is just, it's a pretty big deal. So uh, you know, try to see as much as I can. It's like if I can, so. Um, uh, do you, do you know uh, Jay Quentin? Uh, I like, know Quentin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody wants some. Everybody wants some. He also is like is a, a Zach regular. Uh, he is. He does a lot of things there. He'll probably be in the Christmas show, I think. Yeah, and uh, I every time it's like I've gone out there to see a show, he's in the in the audience too. It's like you know watching the show and it's like and supporting the cast and it's like you know the different productions and. He's getting around. He's he he has a he's had a, like a, a a featured role on the Sun here in town. It's a oh good things. for him. He's he's uh, he's getting around. So it's like um, uh, uh, it's really nice to see somebody like that. It's like uh, at, first time I met him was uh, they were doing a uh, a red carpet thing for everybody wants some during South by, and uh, he was nice enough. Just like. Or I I, I kind of looked through the list. It's like and uh, saw the bios. It's like with a lot of the folks and yeah, a lot of those guys. It's like from around these parts. And so it was kind of nice. It's like for a lot of a lot of those folks. It's like to be able to be in a Richard Linklater movie that's getting a lot of attention. That's kind of a decent sized break. And we just kind of hit it off a little bit. It's like we talked a bit and it's like and uh, so end up like seeing him in the same places. Uh, uh, a few times it's like since then and so uh, it's uh, it's always nice to kind of see that uh, things are going well for him oh yeah nicest nicest person yeah super one of the sweet. nicest people I've ever met good piano player too oh wow alright cool <laughs> I need to ask him about that the next time I see him it's like that would be kind of cool so what are you doing at KUT well um, 
KUT is like is a I I am the weekend host for uh, the Saturday night programming on the news station. Uh, it's like uh, usually from seven to eleven for shows like uh, Livewire, uh, Bullseye, On Story, and Sound Opinions. And it was like, basically it's like the the weekend host. They don't like using. Um, uh, pre-recorded uh, stuff. It's like, and a lot of the stations they get by by having their weekend hosts uh, voice track and pre-record like their yeah. breaks. And so they, it's like a, 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 a DJ like that has a normal it's like four-hour shift or six-hour shift will knock out all their breaks within about an hour's time, plug it into the system, and have it play automatically and have the illusion of live. Um, being that it's KUT and that it's, that it's a news station, they want to have a body in there. So in case something bad happens, they can call on the phone, someone can get it, and they can announce the world, now make the announcements as, as it needs to be. And so it's it's nice. It's like uh, it's one of those things. It's like where KUT is is one of those dream jobs where um, listening to radio, I always really liked what they were doing, and so just to be able to be a part of it is kind of pretty cool. I like to like you know uh, like anybody else in radio would always like to be able to do more. It's like radio is, is the tough. It's like to do a uh, full time job. It's like they're they're not that common. So a lot of folks that are in radio also do part time stuff. It's like at, uh, at other places or other stations to kind of yeah put everything together. I was working yeah. at KI for a little while in up until July yeah. for a few months. Yeah, in, in master control. So ah. that was a that was a. That was a learning experience, and but very stressful one also. Well, do you know my friend, um, I want to say when I had Barbara Skorud on the show a few months ago, I want to say your name came up, or we were talking yeah. about, uh, we were talking about ACL Live. Yeah, yeah, Barbara is like, she's been, she's a good friend. She, I first met her, it's like back in the day at uh, KGSR. Uh, okay, you worked with her at KGSR? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, so... I, I went to San Antonio College and and I kind of got to a point where at the end of 2008 um, the economy was tanking so our engineering firm was gonna drying up on work and so it was one of those things where that and the presidential election <laughs> the firm was very conservative mm-hmm. and it was a family th- firm and so it was like it was one of those things where the you know, it's like you could do, you could make a decent living doing the same thing. It's like you've been doing for the next twenty years, or you can do something different. And I think it's like it was one of those things where everybody knew it's like it might be time for a change. And so, uh, I was given a severance package, and so it's like okay, it's like that's great. Uh, and I dumped it all into going to school, and I uh, got an internship at KGSR. I started off at 101X with uh, uh, the Jason and Deb show. Uh, it's like their morning show for about uh, six months. I uh, ended up doing about six months working for Dudley and Bob. And during that time, I was doing also promotions for KGSR. And that's how I came across Barbara. And it's like she was like super Barbara Joe. And she was super cool. Uh, we talked a lot about it's like old school, it's like Austin radio and, and how she started. It's like with country and all this other stuff. And, uh, yeah, she's just a sweetheart. And then uh, ACL Live opened up, and then a lot of us from the radio station ended up working there. The uh, former promotions director for 101X ended up being our front of house manager, and there's uh, a handful of like uh, DJs who, who were working there just because it's uh, something cool, something fun, be able to see a show, and... Uh, yeah, and still kind of kind of be in the mix as like of the live music scene. So it was, it was quite fun. So what do you what do you do at ACL Live? Well, I I started off as an usher and I was an usher there for a number of years. Now I work part time as a production runner. Uh, it was one of those things. It's like where uh, kind of was like just one that's like you know something a little different. And uh, so oh, a production runner is like you're there all day. And uh, so you get in there when the band loads in, usually like around nine or ten, and you stay until after everybody leaves. It's like it gets on the bus and goes. And so you're there as a gopher, basically. Uh, if the band needs anything for their bus for the tour, uh, they may not have like the means to be able to 
send somebody out, you're the guy that they send out. Something on their rider or whatever that's yeah. kind of, okay. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, you know, they give you some money. It's like as a float. And it's like, and uh, hey, it's like, uh, I need you to go it's like uh, buy some guitar strings from uh, this one place and all this other stuff. It's like, uh, can you find a humidifier? <laughs> it's like this is like it's like yeah i guess so it's like you know texas doesn't really need one uh it's not really it's you are you are in a humidifier yeah, yeah. and so i was like i ended up like scrolling through the internet and find the one walmart on the far side of town that yeah. has a humidifier in stock and so but this works it's like yeah all right cool let's run out there and go get it and uh so being a runner is like it's kind of like that you just kind of be on on call for it but you get a lot of downtime. You get the chance to like see the bands, and uh, so you're dealing with a lot of tour managers, then I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like you're definitely just like meeting uh, the kind of the behind the scenes folks, the tour managers, the merch folks, and things like that. Uh, the tech guys. It's like if they uh, need something specific from a from an electronic store or something like that. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty fun, and and then again, it's kind of a way to kind of see the uh, a show and kind of be a part of it and be a part of it's like the of how it all comes together in, in sm- some small way so it's been fu- it's been fun it's like but those aren't consistent we have like a a crew that we rotate but uh for the you know got a chance to see some stuff got a chance to like you know see uh willie nelson do his uh new year's eve show pretty much every year now it's like at acl live and so that's always a fun deal um you know, i got a chance to like to see uh uh, Duran Duran when they were here for F1 a couple of years ago. That was really cool. And Is there a story that's happened, a story that sticks out in your mind or a highlight that you could share from... Yeah, yeah. Um, probably it's like the um, the best. In, from ACL Live this year? Uh, my favorite story is uh, about a year ago, uh, Ryan Adams did three nights at ACL Live. And uh, he uh, did uh, an Austin City Limits taping. And then he was doing like two nights, it's like of his regular show, and both and all three of them were like sold out. And he was doing like, like an hour and a half of just acoustic, and then another hour and a half of like a full band electric setup. And so it was a lot of show. Uh, but that was kind of like what that tour was set around. Uh, come to find out, had like a bunch of downtime during the day, and he likes to go skateboarding. And so I was like, hey, it's like, can you take Ryan Adams out to that uh, skateboard park that's over there off on of Shoal Creek? Yeah, yeah, or Shoal Creek's like near uh, Lamar, and it's like, and uh, and uh, just kind of like uh, hang around for a bit. And it's like going, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like that's what we did. <laughs> kind of spend an hour at the at the skate park, and he was like, he was yeah. working on a trick, and and uh, you know, there's like kind of like the regular crew, it was like a folks that's like they were there doing their stuff, and they were kind of watching this guy who's a little older than them doing their his stuff, and it's like going, all right, cool, and see. And so uh, you watched Ryan Adams skateboard for a while. Yeah, I get to watch Ryan Adams huh. skateboard. And then he was always curious about, and he, he he's an interesting guy. He's an interesting guy. He 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 likes uh, old school metal concert t-shirts and patches and, uh, and belt buckles. And so it was like, uh, we, we, we went <laughs> yeah, there, yeah. we went to end of the near to go, it was like record shopping. And then uh, we, we went to a couple of vintage stores. It's like on a way over there and back. And it, oh, and we also hung out at uh, uh, it's like switched on the uh, the uh, Moog keyboard place. It's uh, kind of off of the uh, East Six area. Uh, they all about like benches, old school style t- tube uh, synthesizers and things like that. And uh, that that's that was the things that he really digged. And so it's like uh, we hung out at a couple of those spots. And uh, uh, the uh, the wax uh, museum that's off of South Congress is like. Uh, SF, SF Fandor or something like that. Uh, hung out there for a little bit too. It's like looking at. Some You've of been the, through there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like early on. It's like when they, they was they were just setting up. I think it's Fanthor. Yeah. yeah, or that. Yeah, it was like Fanthor. It's like uh, yeah, I for, I forget exactly. Uh, it's it's a it's a quirky name, but it's like yeah, they were just setting up. It's like at the time, and but they had like some of their memorabilia and posters and and some of their wax figures in there. So we got a chance to kind of walk through there a little bit while while they were still open and then we're the only people in there and it's like going oh cool because i don't think anybody knew that that place was even there yet they they had somebody's like watching the 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 shop 
but I don't think the word mouth got out. It's like what that place was even was because mm-hmm. we drove by it at least twice and we didn't know what it was. And then we just said like, all right, let's just let's just see what it is. Was it's it like, was it super lame or was it kind of kind of just a cheap it was, thrill? It was cool. It was, it was a little different. It's like you know they they uh, I think they have a, an alien from the movie Alien there, and they have a bunch of different stuff. And it's like and they had a bunch of old school model kits. Uh, it's like of uh, Universal monsters and things like that, and uh, different different action figures and and so it's, it was just kind of neat to just kind of walk around and like see it all. It's like some little knickknacks. It's like you know that you know five cent type stuff. It's like that for for folks to kind of just buy and go. But I think I'd rather I'd I'd prefer to walk through uncommon objects. I think over a wax museum. I've been through there a couple of times. That's just me. Yeah. I like that place. That's like a decent spot. It's like you get uh, some some interesting uh, things. It's like I always wanted like an old school uh, uh, pith helmet, you know, from like the World War Two style. Some animal skulls. But, well, talk know. about your what's new radio show, some. Yeah. Uh, so this is your other radio gig. Yeah, it's like co-op is kind of like the thing that has been super fun, and I ended up like been doing that more probably more so than anything else it's like in in all, all this years um pitched a show and uh i've been on there it's like since i guess it's like for almost seven years now and i gotta say it's like i kind of like it a lot it, it I, I do what's new what's new is a half hour news and interview show uh where uh try to get like a like two or three interviews each week along with like little music snippets. And then uh, I also do a show there called Remix on uh, Tuesdays at 2. And the idea of Remix is a guest DJ spot. And that's also pretty fun. You you ask somebody it's like to come in from the community, it's like bring 10 records or 10 songs that they like, and uh, let's just uh, uh, play them and shoot oh, the sign, sign me up. That studio, that studio is on airport, right? Yeah. It's Over... Like, is that Anchor Lane? Where is that road? Uh, it's like right, right near at, Mueller. Yeah, yeah. It's just a okay. little down. It's a thirty-eighth and a half in airport, and uh, we're like in the little strip center behind the Shell gas station, and it's kind of non-descript. Uh, we got a yoga parlor, or, or uh, it's like a, something like that, a massage. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's so like I just had to verify that in my mind, but I, I've seen that, and I'm just like, yeah, that must be a, such a strange little studio in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I. When I first got in there, it's like we were still building it out from our last fire, and uh, uh, we have like some the decent la- stuff. The last fire, yes, <laughs> multiple Co- fires. Co-op has a strange history. Uh, it it's uh, it's 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 pretty wild. It's like uh, we've tr- been trying to like document it all. It's like in the past. It's like whenever we have a birthday, it's just because it's it's this uh, uh, weird thing that that. We had we co-op radio is going to turn twenty-two in December. Uh, the first five to ten years of co-op radio was just crazy infighting and with a bunch of uh, very idealistic and well-meaning, but also maybe not that uh, socially. Uh, uh, flexible people <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of like you know strident ideas and stuff it's like for 10 years there uh that i've there's been a few folks that's like to survive all that and you would hear stories about that but also it's like during the last it's like 22 years we had uh three fires when we were down off of like fifth or sixth street uh, back in the day uh, the building that we were in, we were on the, like the second floor, and it was kind of condemned. <laughs> it just hadn't been officially condemned yet, and uh, there was like I think two fires there from just a lightning strike and electrical thing, and it was like uh, we also had a, a musician's practice space. It's like below us, and so you would have like bleed through. It's like whenever somebody would be banging their drums and stuff like that. Is and that you- a lightning striking a tower? Uh, I I I think it was like something that that, that struck the building because it's like it happened at the studios itself and uh, uh, but the last one the last one I can kind of speak to you a little bit better of because uh, I came in just at the tail end of all that being wrapped up and the, there was a guy um, who was last uh, DJ of the day he was mad about something so he poured gas over the board lit a match and <laughs> walked out. And it was like, 
just the balls. <laughs> it's just like, just, just like, wow. You know exactly who did this. <laughs> it's not like there's got to be a grand mystery. Set the board and on fire with we, gasoline. We have to figure out the clues. I just know exactly who did this. And That's some legendary shit right there. Yeah. And uh, uh, thankfully, because uh, the doors were kind of heavy and, and semi airtight, it snuffed it. So it's like it didn't spread. And it's like, because again, in a strip center, with all these other businesses uh, that could be bad. Uh, so it, it was nice, but it's still, it's like it, it covered everything with soot. And then it's like, you know, you have fire department come in and they come in, it's like with fire extinguishers and fire extinguishers, not great for electronics. So between the soot and the, the, the corrosiveness, it's like of a traditional fire extinguisher. A lot of that stuff had to be gutted and replaced. And, um, Thankfully, say to was that Daniel Johnston? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, nobody famous. It's like uh, I I've heard his name, and it's like, and folks said that they've seen him around. The guy was prosecuted. He did go to prison. His folks did have some money, so it's like that helped because they had the the uh, uh, it's like the the fine pretty high for restitution on him. And through the work of a lot of really great folks, it's like at the radio station. They were able to get a lot of matching grants and were able to rebuild the station better than what it was. And the the setups that they have, it's like the bores, like the the racks and things like that, is comparable to any studio in town. It's like, hey man, you know, just take the station off the air and walk out of the studio, but you know, don't set the place on fire. <laughs> it's just it's like it's like there's it's like if you're mad, fine, be mad. But it's like uh, uh don't like ruin it for everybody else and more because that uh, I I was thankfully not here during that time, but I would have been so excruciatingly pissed. I would be, it would, it would take everything so like to not to just hunt that guy down. Yeah. It it it, it so um it yeah it's like there's a lot of great people it's like that do stuff at co-op and and a lot of heart goes into it and uh, and it's a labor of love and 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 to have anything happen to those people especially it's like in the years since i've come to know them it's like that that would just been brutal just been devastating so yeah it's like screw that guy (laughs) well radio stations like ka koop excuse me are, are really important but i can say it's frustrating sometimes when i turn that station on and i'm like oh shit i can't hear it's like turn the mic up i can't hear you Like just uh, radio one oh one, turn the goddamn mic up. No, it it's it's something that's come up every once in a while. It's I guess part of the charm for lack of a better word. I don't know if it's the <laughs> yeah, it's like the on air signal or the mic is not the levels are just like, hey, check that. Just give that a glance and just put that fader up a little yeah. bit for everyone. Yeah. Do everybody a favor. No, um it's it's about as eclectic as you can get, or you like have swings between uh, Andean uh, music from South and Central America to yeah. hardcore punk rock to yeah, it's just fucking weird doom it's metal, awesomely weird shit to a bunch of talking heads and and yeah and along those ways you also have like different degrees of uh, competency. And <laughs> <So laughs> it's just it's, but it's all like part of the charm. It's like it, 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 yeah if if you somebody tried to go in and try to like. Um, uh, I guess it's like uh, kind of color the station. It's like with the uh, with, with a certain you know. Let's let's see if we can have like some sort of uniformity and stuff like that. I don't think it would have the same charm. I think a lot of folks like send money to co-op and support co-op just because just because it's different and weird. It's kind of oh like, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of yeah. like John Ailey, you know, John Ailey on KUT or I should say KUTX. He drives a lot of people crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he has uh, uh, open dead air spaces that you can put a truck through, uh, or he's like you go off on like some random tangent about is his he flowers. one? Is he? I can't know. Someone on KUTX that I don't know if I think it's him that says Ray a la Montaigne. <laughs> that drives me nuts. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> uh, I will definitely listen for that. It's like it's, it's like uh, <laughs> like a la carte, but a la Montaigne. Henry and the Invincibles. Oh my God! 
Yeah, it's like uh, John... that stuff happens. I, I'm not. I can't. I can't ride. I can't ride the guy too hard. But yeah, yeah. A, la, a la Montaigne. But like, almost Montaigne. makes me pick the phone up and call the studio sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would almost say that it is done perversely for that very point. It's like you know, if you're listening, then we know you're listening. It's like if you if you get on Facebook and you create a uh, it's like a, a shit John Ailey says page, like there is <laughs> one out there. There's a hashtag. Uh, it's like a, or uh, it's like a, uh, I think there's one for uh, Eclecticus as well. It's like that's out there, and that's what people do. It's like going, this is what he said today. <laughs> they just kind of quote him verbatim, and it's hilarious and it's awesome. And, but there's a there's a fandom there, and so yeah, I, I see co-op is similar. It's like that that it's it's weird, and it's eclectic, and um, it, it wouldn't necessarily have it any other way. Yeah. So with all your irons, all the irons you have. In the the fire of Austin, or you know, so to speak, your <laughs> thing, you know, things that you do with film and radio, and um, you know, you go out to quite a few shows and events. Yeah. You get a you get a decent amount of press access. Uh, a lot to of events it, is uh, kind of of your choice, or is that how do you how are you working all that? Well, it, I, I will say it's like a lot of times it's like things happen to come my way. It's like that are really great, and and but just being at a radio station where they're responsive, like. Um, we're we're in the process of putting together our uh, pitches for uh, uh, South by Southwest for 2017. Uh, and uh, honestly, I, I'm in charge of like doing those apps, and I'm a little behind on it. But nobody else covers it's like the various events and artists and uh, things that come through South by Southwest as much with as much thoroughful thorough thoroughness as we do at co-op radio it's just hands down because it's like a lot of folks it's like you know do tag-alongs it's like and say it's like oh we're gonna have a couple bands and stuff like that yeah but it's like all the different programmers that we got we go deep and we talk at length with a lot of those folks it's like one of the shows that we got lights camera austin it's an hour-long show it's great it appears once a week but robert puts together at least like nine or ten interviews during that hour he covers the local music or i should say the local movie scene like nobody else and in that period it's like he he goes deep it's like with a lot of interviews and he covers every aspect of the local movie scene um and no but no other station no other outlet no other media culture map you know newspapers whatever it's like do 512 nobody goes as much as as he does, it's like on, on details and stuff like that, and likewise, that's a bit of a challenge for myself too for my shows. Uh, like Sound on Sound is coming up this weekend, and granted, uh, the guys, it's like you know they're nice. It's like to us, it's like hey, here's a couple of media passes for your DJs. Uh, go out there, have a good time. Is there somebody uh, right now, a band that's really you're listening a lot to, or that's kind of blown your socks off recently? Well. Some of the things that's like that I've been really digging is is things that that a few folks may have heard. You know, uh, of course, uh, uh, things like uh, anything that uh, S- Sabrina Ellis does, uh, whether it's uh, a giant dog, or some of her solo stuff, or Sweet Spirit, she just has an energy that that is just unmatchable. She is definitely a rock star in the making. It's just a matter of time. She has this like this punk surly glam attitude. Uh, her stage presence is great. Her band's really great, and she just goes full tilt wherever she's at. It's like you know on on stage. I think I think she and her bands like have have the chance to really kind of break out and be like the next uh, we knew them when back in Austin type band. Yeah, first memory of her uh, in San Marcos when she was probably into some other, I don't know if it was a giant dog, but it was a show they were doing at Tantra Coffee House in San Marcos, and probably it was just a different project or different band that's not together anymore, but it was the first time I saw her, and it certainly made made an impression. I was just, because of course she was had something crazy on. Yeah. <laughs> and <it was> just <laughs> stuck, she does. stuck in my mind, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and a coffee, yeah, just brought brought the brought the house down at a coffee shop show, you know, <laughs> just went, yeah, just went nuts. On that tiny stage, yeah, uh, yeah, it's like it goes full tilt all the time, 
and uh she also does it's like this kind of semi uh solo duet thing with uh, leslie sisson leslie sisson from moving panoramas also very prolific great show uh very more kind of like a uh demure vocal uh, uh styles it's like when she performs but the two of them together they kind of do covers and kind of play off each other and uh, together it's like they're really great and they got something and it's like Leslie Sisson and it's like is also really great and it's like and the moving panoramas is also they have like a cool girl throwback beach house type sound that I think f folks who's like would be really into it's like if they heard them so I think I think both of those bands would be great um, there's always like somebody that's percolating up it's like that uh you know, there's there's bands that have done really great that I I did not realize that they would be that big of a deal, uh, but they ended up being like a, a huge deal. Um, I think uh, Telenovela is a band that's like on the cusp. They're they've been doing a lot of great things this past year. Mm -hmm. They just had like their Halloween uh, album release party uh, just just like the last night. Um, they did a decent tour it's like over this past fall. Uh, they, I think they're on their way. I think it's like you know, that it's it's always difficult to say on that type of stuff because you never know. But I, in a perfect world, I would like some somebody to scoop up like telenovela, uh, moving panoramas, uh, it's like a, a a giant dog, and just like just say it's like here's all the money <laughs> we'll throw at you but, and, and, and get them on, like on, uh, on, on national uh, like labels and tours and stuff like that. Yeah. All hard, very hardworking yeah. bands and yeah, yeah, yeah. creative people. Yeah. There's, we're, we're fortunate. We have a really strong music scene and uh, anybody that, that, that doesn't tell you or says otherwise really hasn't been out. And there's like so many bands that are so good. They're still it's like just under the radar a little bit. Just a um, quick poll, though. Who or we don't have to go off on a huge tangent sure, about this, sure. but I'm kind of been on the fence about the midnight stroll. What do you think about that? I'm interested in that because uh, you know uh, 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 Aaron Aaron Barons. Mm -hmm. uh, he took a big risk in some respects. It's like because uh, uh, it's like. Uh, Ghostland Observatory is this giant machine that can go on forever, and they can play Ghostland Observatory songs ad infinitum, and everybody will come out. It's definitely it's like a huge type festival act. Two guys, lots of lights, uh, huge sound. They could well, do it that. Well, it could have gotten a. It could have been a, you know, like beating a dead horse after a little while, though. You think? Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. It's like I think it's like the energy is still there. They could probably have kept that. You know, granted, they still perform. It's like uh, I think they they were in a, at Whitewater Amphitheater or something like that not too long ago for a local show for Austin, but they still do it's like shows as a Ghostland Observatory. But both of those guys are like doing independent things. I forgot what the uh, what the other guy is doing, but it's like I saw something. <laughs> the, at the other guy. <laughs> it's so terrible. I, know, I, 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 am, I, am, I can't I recall the name either. I don't have my uh, iPhone brain. Uh, He's always the other guy in Ghostland Observatory. Yeah, it's like so. A friend of mine called him uh, the Indian and the Wizard, because uh, yeah, because Aaron the Indian had, and the Wizard, because <laughs> Aaron had the the uh, 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 the ponytails. and so he was the Indian, and it's like in the and then the other guy had a cape. And he was behind the keyboards, and so he was the wizard. So uh, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I don't want to be too critical of it of the Midnight Stroll, but I just don't because I've seen them play yeah. live, and I, j I just maybe I just don't get it, or it's just like maybe two t like ten beats behind tempo for me. Like for the songs, maybe seem like slightly too slow. Yeah, I when I first was hearing about them, and they've been at it for a while now. It's like the, the Midnight Stroll. Uh, has been do as a thing, it's like for a couple of years now. Uh, I think it's like they had one of their first debuts on a large stage at uh, Austin City Limits Festival, like I want to say 2013 or maybe 14. It's been a while, but I'm, I'm almost leaning to 13. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's and I remember at the time it was definitely it's like doing something distinctly different and say going all right i'm going to kind of do more of a of a country thing and it's like in very kind of 
distinctly different. And, and I think it's like evolved a little bit into like a middle ground. It's like a, a between, uh, kind of the bombastic and anthemy stuff of, uh, um, the Ghostland Observatory and more of like what they started off with. Did you ever, uh, Jonathan Terrell, uh, it's like you ever catch his stuff. It's like the lead singer from, uh, not in the face. His, uh, solo stuff. Yeah. His solo stuff is like not in the face. Again, great band have like a big bombastic sound. Um, no, I've had it, you know, I've had a few conversations with that guy at the white horse or maybe at like, he, he's uh, a, elsewhere, but no, I haven't seen his solo stuff. He, he's a cool cat. And, uh, yeah. his solo stuff is really cool. It, um, he had an album in the can before Not in the Face took off. And then once they took off, it was like going, well, it looks like we're doing Not in the Face for a while. Uh, but he had this uh, kind of uh, solo country material, uh, kind of psychedelic country album, just kind of waiting. And then, of course, in that time period, Sturgill Simpson came along. And so it was like kind of like going, yeah, there's an audience for this. Uh, folks can be really into it. And so it's like going, all right, cool. I'm going to like make a run with this. And so he's he's been like the last couple of years it's like really working doing solo tours and things like that. He's had a band join him at times it's like f- to kind of fill out his songs. But I think I think it's like it's something that I really want to see it's like do well as uh, as just as well as not as much as it's like not in the face because it's like I think the songs are there, they're really good and I he's a he's a sweetheart guy and he really puts a lot of effort into what he does and so I I want to see him do well with that. But uh, yeah, it's like as for like music picks. <laughs> Again, some of these folks is like might be common names like, to a lot of folks that go to a lot of shows and stuff like that. But they're they're always worth uh, be talking about and, and uh, more people find out. Mm-hmm. About. Yeah, I think there's an album I haven't listened to it yet that just came out that a lot of people are excited about. Uh, Croy and the Boys. Yeah, or is that uh, Corey Baum? Yeah. Um, first time I heard about them, they were doing a I think. W- uh, doing some shows with uh, crooks, and uh, yeah, somebody says like, check these guys out. They're the real deal, and I like them. They they have like they have some good stuff. Crow and the boys, yeah, 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 definitely. I uh, we had like an interesting pop there, it's like with uh, real country here in Austin, with uh, the crooks and uh, folks like that, and so it's kind of nice. It's like kind of seeing that continue a little bit. It's like with Crow and the boys since uh, I think crooks are done. But well, uh, Tracy, that that's an hour. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got some. It goes by quick. We got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, are you going to go watch baseball? Oh, dude, you know. Yeah, Game Seven of the World Series. Game Seven a big, of the World Series. Big piece of uh, baseball history in progress right now. It, it and we've we've been here in the studio, so we hadn't seen it yet. Um, I have been. I you know, honestly, I am a flighty baseball fan i kind of like come up and say like during the last month or so it's like uh, and see a couple of games it's like in, in maybe one or two games of the world series but i gotta say this has to be it's like one of the biggest games of all time it's like you have two well-liked teams with the indians and the cubs it's like a lot of history there going to seventh game that's a big deal you have uh, it's like Bill Murray versus Charlie Sheen. <laughs> if you like. know, they, they should put. I really want to see Charlie Sheen on the mound for a few pitches. Yeah, they kept for this. They need to do that. They kept teasing <laughs> that he was going to do one of the first pitches out. It's like for the game. It's like, well, I don't know. It's like at this point, we'll probably have to wait for the internet to tell us. It's like if he was able to do it or not. But I like that idea too. It's like you know, it's like uh, the Charlie Sheen's like become relevant again. It's like because it's like a, a, a major league, and uh, it's like <laughs> it's like, hey, remember me? I was an Indian <laughs> in a movie once, and uh, but honestly, that was a pretty good movie. I was like, and, it, and that was when California was... Penal League. Well, at least the world won't come to an end after the game tonight. <laughs> but a week from now, yeah, after the election. Oh my god! Uh, stock the bunker and holy shit! Hold on, <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, uh, yeah. How do we have the first black president, and then <laughs> right after that, Donald Trump is one of the choices. Well, or or both of them are the are the choices. I don't like them both, but it, it's just it, what the fuck is happening? It's amazing. Uh, it's like it's like this uh, constant regurgitating fountain of just crazy all the time, every single day. And it, and it, for the longest time, it was like just Trump. He couldn't help himself. He would just say something dumb. But then all this is like 
potential leaks from the FBI and WikiLeaks. It's like for Hillary Clinton and all this other stuff and the emails. And oh my God, it's like, man, it's, it's like, I just want to just stop and just vote and be done with it already. I, I, I don't need any more. It's like static. It is, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can't, I can't process it all. Uh, but it's hilarious. It's like, um, talking about, uh, uh, Obama. Yeah. He's, he, he's definitely, he's like somebody we're going to be, uh, reminiscing about for a long time because he's just so cool. He's like such as like an even keel. Um, he was the right guy at the right time. And yeah, even it's like, you know, you can come up with stuff. It's like where he, uh, didn't do great, uh, or didn't do enough. And there's decent amounts of that. You, you can't deny he was definitely a, a calming presence and now, especially now it's like when we have like all this stuff going on it's like heaven forbid it's like you know depending on who it is it's like um they're going to have some work and it's going to be contested and it is never it's not going to be done for a lot of people for a lot of time for a long time and uh, this like, man it's like we we had it so good we had it so good we had it eight years it's like it's like it's so good with uh, somebody it's like we can really get behind and it's like and and now it's like you know it's always going to have like an asterisk no matter who who wins but uh, i think we all know who, who's going to win <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i just can't wait it's like you know mm-hmm. uh I, you know talking about uh uh zach galifianakis his funniest thing is like when he was doing that uh two ferns interview with hillary clinton was it's like uh he kind of turns to her and says it's like well you know for some of the folks out there this will be a chance to see their first white president (laughs) 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 because after eight years of obama there's like some folks got born uh it's like so (laughs) So yeah, it's like between okay, yeah. no matter yeah. who how the election goes, whether it's uh, <laughs> Trump or, or Hillary Clinton, for somebody out there, it's going to be their first experience with their with their you know it's going to be their first white president. And I just thought that was just so good. Uh, it's very difficult to kind of make jokes in a certain context and have them land. And I thought it's like you know like what he did is like with those two ferns uh, interviews with uh, Hillary. I thought it's like master class and it's like on how to write topical political jokes and still have them land and and still be in like in the middle ground yeah well tracy schultz thank you very much for coming <laughs> on the show i know i didn't i was hoping i know that i, I that was my fault for bringing up the political stuff and i'm no yeah, no we, uh, it, it had to go there for a second timely it's like uh you know we're we're right now it's like uh, uh november 2nd so it's like you know Politics and Game Seven, you know, it's like it's like this little zeitgeist, this little moment. So it's kind of good to include that all. <laughs> well, you've done a great service to your community. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you. It, it's a real pleasure. It's like to be up here, Ben. I appreciate you inviting me. It's it's it, it's it's a it's been re- really nice. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, we'll talk to you later. We'll do it.